Hello and welcome to the Food Freedom Podcast, previously the Eating Disorder Therapist Podcast. This is a podcast to help you find peace with food and overcome disordered eating. And I'm Harriet Frew, aka the Food Freedom Coach, and I'm really excited to share with you all kinds of stories, tips, information, and soon-to-be invited guests to help you on your journey in finding peace with food. So thank you very much for listening today. So how are you all doing? Are you adjusting to lockdown? If you're anything like me, there are probably some days that are harder and some days that are a bit easier. And I know that I continue to experience a real mix of emotions day by day. Some days, sheer frustration at being indoors a lot and not being able to move freely. And other times, real contentment and happiness about spending more time with the family and yeah, just forging those stronger relationships. But other times as well, complete irritation and claustrophobia are all being on top of one another. And at other times, appreciation and relief for the from the escape from the daily grind. And it's a very mixed bag. So hopefully you relate to some of that. I think it's a bit of a tough time right now, but I think it's kind of very changeable. It's very different and we're all taking it a day at a time. Anyway, I wanted to talk today about a topic that doesn't really get a lot of airtime. It's something that is normally a secretive eating disorder behaviour and has a whole heap of shame attached to it. And this is purging in disordered eating. And I'm going to speak predominantly today about self-induced vomiting. And I recognise that purging also includes taking laxatives or diuretics, but that will be another podcast. So I wanted to do a bit of a deep dive into talking about self-induced vomiting. It's something that really is often not talked about enough. And it's something that many more people struggle with than we realise, even if it's not something they do really regularly. And it's something that people often feel incredibly distressed about doing and also very isolated in their coping with it. So I see this as the darker and unexplored side of disordered eating. We talk much more openly about restriction and dieting. We're talking more openly these days about binge eating, but self-induced vomiting is often, I think, a kind of dark shadow of eating disorders that is often missed. So I want to try and reduce the shame about this behavior by talking about it openly today. Now, when I suffered with bulimia nervosa, it's something I struggled with for seven years. And I had periods where it was daily and raging in intensity and other times where it was much less frequent. However, it still felt like a habit that I wasn't free from. And I would frequently relapse with any period of emotional stress or anything that was kind of going on that was difficult in life. So let's talk a bit more about this. So self-induced vomiting is most commonly associated with bulimia nervosa, and then it typically follows binge eating. However, it also happens in anorexia nervosa, then referred to as purging anorexia nervosa, and it is common also in OSFED, which is Other Specified Feeding or Eating Disorder. And OSFED is basically a category of eating disorder if you don't fall nice and neatly into the other ones. <laughs> okay, equally as valid though. Um, so with OSFED as well, it means that the self-induced vomiting, it can occur after normal eating or even after eating restrictively or after eating after binge eating. 
you don't necessarily have to binge first, okay? So ultimately, it doesn't really matter what your diagnosis is. Self-induced vomiting is a disordered eating behaviour. And if you're doing this in an attempt to control your weight and shape and or to deal with negative emotions, then it needs to be taken seriously and you're absolutely worthy of support. So interestingly, many people will have tried at some point to make themselves sick, even if they don't have an eating disorder. And this can often happen for people who are in a severe dieting phase, who find themselves over hungry and then overeating and then panicking about this. Now, thankfully, most people are not successful at making themselves sick. And this then doesn't actually become a habit or something that they do regularly. And I'm saying thankfully, because once a purging behavior starts, it can become a habit that's very difficult to break and it can become quite addictive. And self-induced vomiting results in dopamine release, which gives you the same hit that you might get from other rewarding activities. Now, practically, people generally purge by making themselves sick in the toilet. However, when this isn't possible, all kinds of secret tactics can follow, including being sick into plastic bags and having to get rid of these, maybe having to go outside um, in the garden or like to a park or something, or even doing it in a bin. Um, and sometimes people will use something to help themselves be sick, um, so using their fingers or sticking an object down their throat. And at other times it can be much more spontaneous and can just be kind of leaning your hand on your stomach. Now, in talking about this, I am absolutely in no way encouraging or validating this behaviour. It's severely destructive and hard to stop once you get into a cycle of doing it. And I would say now that if you have any thoughts about considering doing this, don't do it. And if you're at the point of really wanting to do it, you should be seeking help now. This is not a normal or a healthy coping strategy. So having put that to one side, I'm going to talk about three aspects of self-induced vomiting in this deep dive. So firstly, I'm going to talk a bit more about the causes. Why do people end up doing it? Secondly, I'm going to talk about the ambivalence people have about giving it up. People are often in two minds about this. And thirdly, and most importantly, I'm going to talk about how you can actually stop it. So firstly, let's talk a bit about the causes of purging. So I don't think anyone actually plans to start purging, or I think that's probably quite rarely so, um, but correct me if I'm wrong. Normally, the precursor is a strict diet, overly clean eating, restrictive eating, or something that has made you feel really, really deprived. So understandably, this is impossible to stick to sustainably. And at some point, you're going to end up over hungry, which will lead to overeating or binge eating as an understandable consequence. So if you've been dieting, you'll have been much more at risk of overeating and are likely to eat to a point of being uncomfortably full. Or you might have become so used to restricting your eating and your stomach being empty that having any food inside you can just start to provoke intense anxiety. So trying to get rid of the food is often a desperate reaction to an overeating episode. So when it happens, you probably plan it maybe. We didn't really plan it, but it was kind of like a one-off and you kind of think, right, this is never going to happen again. However, once you've done it just once, it opens the door to a very slippery slide downwards of the behaviour very likely repeating itself. Now, I remember that the first time I ever made myself sick, and just to say this, I haven't done this now for many, many years, so it's absolutely a behaviour that can be stopped. 
But I remember I was at a friend's barbecue after weeks of dieting and eating very little. And there was a buffet that was unlimited food. I was starving after weeks of deprivation and I completely lost control of my eating. So it's completely unplanned and I had no idea what a binge eating episode was or even looked like until that day. It was a loss of control around the food and almost a sort of dissociative experience with the eating. Once I started, I couldn't stop. Of course, after weeks of me following this really strict diet and then having this enormous binge eating episode, I was absolutely panicky beyond belief. And I remember feeling so disgusted and ashamed of myself for the loss of control. And I just wanted the food right out then. But this was the beginning of a horrible destructive cycle. Because you think you'll only do it once. But then once you know that vomiting is an option, it almost opens Pandora's box to eating. There's no limit anymore. No need for self-control with eating. There's always a back door and an escape route. And of course, fleetingly, this might feel enjoyable or that you've found an answer. For me, it was never this way. I actually hated making myself sick from the beginning. I hated the physical feeling, the stomach pain and the sore throat that lingered. And more than anything, the emotional damage was worse because I felt so much shame about what was happening. And doing it made me feel I was wrong, flawed, damaged, broken. And I just wanted to stop so much from early on, but I couldn't. So initially, self-induced vomiting is much more about getting rid of food and weight control. But quickly, it can become wrapped up in managing difficult emotions and a coping strategy. So binging or overeating and then purging can be very physical and violent acts. Maybe that sounds quite extreme, but I think it is quite a violent thing to put your body through. But because it's quite a physical act, it can become a real release from negative emotions. Now, for me, it definitely became an unhelpful way of regulating emotions. So if I was feeling overwhelmed and frustrated with work, binging and purging would give me that release. If I was feeling lonely and in need of a fix, you would kind of fill the void for a bit. Feeling upset and not being able to tell the person why, I almost kind of like push those feelings down and then vomit them out again to try and deal with them. Feeling worried about upsetting someone and not being able to deal with it, again, I use it as a coping strategy. So rather than having healthy coping strategies, it became a turn to for me. And of course, it temporarily offered relief from the difficult feelings. However, it created further problems and more negative feelings as the problems were still there. And then as well, you're actually creating more problems because you're dealing with the shame and secrecy of living with the illness and the devastating impact that it has on your self-worth. So I wanted to stop self-induced vomiting years before I actually managed it. And back in the day, there wasn't much help around for treating disordered eating. And I couldn't talk to people openly about it as I felt very ashamed. But it is possible to stop. I say this as having lived through seven years of an eating disorder and coming out the other side. It's not easy, but it's possible. And really, if you believe it's possible, you're halfway there. For me, I never believed that I would be living with that eating disorder for the rest of my life. And I really think that helped me to keep going to find an exit from it. So this leads me on to point two. Ambivalence being in two minds about stopping. Now, there's often some ambivalence about stopping purging. So part of you might hate the behaviour and really want to stop it. 
but part of you might be terrified about what will happen if you do. You might fear that you're going to kind of gain loads and loads of weight. You might fear that you're going to be constantly binge eating and overeating and you're going to kind of be trapped with all this food inside you. And part of you might even like doing it or feel reliant on it to cope. And if you stop it, the reality is that it does take away the freedom to eat whatever you want in whatever quantities. Now, this can feel quite scary. Your eating disorder as well might think that vomiting is good as any behaviour towards weight loss or pursuit of thin is welcome despite the cost to your body. Because the eating disorder is very destructive. So it's really helpful to have a reality check about purging, as you may have well become desensitised to the damaging effects of it. You know, it might become a really regular habit, a bit like brushing your teeth that you don't really think about. But the costs of purging are high and actually is incredibly self-destructive. And one of the main dangers of purging is that it causes low potassium levels, hyperkalemia in the body, and this is very dangerous. And one of the most important functions of potassium in the body is to maintain the electrical activity of the cells in the body. So cells with high electrical activity, for example, nerves and muscles, including the heart, are particularly affected when potassium levels fall. So symptoms of low potassium can include muscle weakness, muscle aches, muscle cramps and heart palpitations experienced as an irregular heartbeat. And in severe instances, you can experience heart failure from low potassium. So self-induced vomiting is a risky and incredibly self-destructive behaviour. Purging can also result in damage to the esophagus, throat and stomach sphincter. You might find that you end up vomiting blood. Vomiting regularly also brings the stomach acid into your mouth which results in dental problems and it's common to have sore throats and stomach pains after purging. Puffy cheeks are often seen due to salivary glands working overtime to neutralise the stomach acid. So frequent purging causes many issues with the digestive system. You might experience a lot of acid reflux and stomach pains and you can actually also end up vomiting blood if you damage your esophagus. So it's really, really not a nice thing to be doing to your body. And I don't want to scare you or create more anxiety here, as I know you might be worrying quite a lot about this already, but I really want to reinforce that this is not a no-impact coping strategy. There are huge physical costs for your poor body. And does it really work? I mean, it's not an effective way to manage weight and shape. And research gives differing results on the amount of food that is retained in the stomach after vomiting but we know it's actually very difficult to get rid of all the food you have eaten. So if you're thinking about wanting to stop but feeling ambivalent about change, it can be helpful to get real about the consequences of purging, putting your cards on the table and openly acknowledging what you're doing to your body. I remember myself being at a party and seeing my friend lock herself in the bathroom to purge. Now, for some reason, this was quite a reality check for me. Something clicked to highlight to me how damaging this behaviour actually was. Now, I didn't just stop there and then, but there was something about that incident which helped shift my perception considerably. And I think for some reason, I just really realised just how damaging it was. Now, moving on to point three, um, how to stop purging. Okay, so... This can be tackled from lots of different angles and I would be very keen as well if you have more tips to share on this, please do share them. 
And I really am very aware as well that not one size fits all, but I'm sharing some of my thoughts here. Now, stopping purging is not necessarily an easy thing to do. It can feel quite addictive. It's a habit. You might feel quite attached to it whilst you must simultaneously, can't say that word, hating it. So if you're binge eating as well, you might think, okay, I want to address the binge eating first. You know, once I stop binge eating, then I can stop purging. Now, I would actually recommend that you work on the purging as the first goal. Now, this is from my own experience and also helping many others with this problem. Now, I'm saying this because when you have the option to purge, then binges are always going to be a feasible option. And they'll also be much larger in size. Um, You're much more likely to completely have a big blowout. And you've always got the escape route through vomiting. Now, I think as well that purging can be stopped a bit more as well in an all or nothing way. Now, I'm not saying that stopping purging in this way is easy at all, but I think it can be addressed a bit more in the way that you might give up smoking or another compulsive behaviour. And I'm saying this because I guess you can actually live without purging. It's not a natural thing for your body to do. Okay, now I'm contrasting this a bit as well with binge eating because of with binge eating or trying to have a regular eating pattern, normalise your eating, you're going to have to learn there to kind of work in the shades of grey. It's quite hard to just suddenly stop binge eating overnight because you kind of got to learn to regulate your food intake. And that can be a bit of a challenge. Whereas with purging, it's not something that you, you know, that you have to do, you can actually live without doing it. Um, but again, I'm saying to you, if you have a different experience of this, do let me know. I completely support the fact that there is no one size fits all recovery approach. So before you're going to even think about stopping purging, you need to have done your motivational work, look to your pros and cons of purging, thinking about if you're really feeling ready to change. So First of all, as well, you can start to address it in a bit of a behavioural way. So if you're purging so many times a week, you might want to think about starting to reduce this slowly. So if you're purging 10 times a week, you could reduce it to nine the following week. And to do this as well, you could start a food and feelings diary. You could log your eating. If you're having any binges or purges, start to get a real um, overview of what's going on with your eating. Because then as well, you can maybe think about you know where might be a good place to start in trying to reduce the number of purges you're having now as well to help with this if this works for you you could have a financial incentive or something to reward yourself with when you stick to your goals okay um and again it's trying to hold that bigger picture because you know you're going to be absolutely tempted to repeat the old habit but if you can kind of have a bigger picture about what you're working towards and how you're going to be saving money, looking after your health, whatever that is, it's going to help you to make the decision in the moment not to purge. Now, you might think, okay, well, that's all very well, kind of dealing with it in a behavioural way, but how am I going to cope with all the feelings? Very good point. Um, And of course, it's going to be quite an adjustment to dealing with feelings of fullness and being able to manage these feelings. And you may become accustomed to being either painfully full or having an empty stomach. And of course, there are many stages in between this and it may may feel quite alien to tolerate these in-between stages. 
So you might also feel some stomach discomfort or acid reflux as you kind of actually let food settle in your tummy. So in that can be quite tricky to deal with as well. Okay, so the thing to remember though about feeling full is your anxiety about this will rise after eating but it will fall again. And it's about learning to tolerate this feeling without resorting to the old safety behaviour of vomiting. Now, this can be quite hard at first and you might have to set a timer, see if you can kind of like work your way through it and you might have to really actively distract yourself for some time after eating. So you might really want to plan an activity um, that's going to kind of take your mind off feeling um, full or, or focusing on your stomach. Now, if that feels too much too soon to just not being able to be sick, um, you could start as a first step as trying to delay vomiting. So with this, you think about what's your normal time gap between eating and being sick? And can you start to delay this little by little? And again, this may be very hard to do after you've had a huge binge. However, for a smaller binge or just eating to fullness, you can begin to learn to tolerate this a bit more. So by actually delaying this, you create a connection and a reality check about what you're doing. It puts a pause and a point of reflection into the habit. And this can be the first point of change as you're increasing your awareness about what you're doing rather than being that's in that kind of almost dissociative state. Now, tolerating fullness, delaying vomiting, not vomiting, these are all hard, but I would say the only way out is through. It is tough, but you will learn to tolerate this anxiety and you will ride the wave out. So distract yourself to ride out the wave and then remember you're overcoming a destructive behaviour and you'll get through this. Now, I remember finding this unbearable at times. I'd want to climb the walls. I had irrational fears about weight gain. I felt out of control and pent up with emotion. But I came to learn that the very worst that would happen would be short-term intense anxiety and frustration, but I would survive that. And even if I'd had a huge binge, the worst that would happen would be a one to two pound weight increase. I wasn't going to balloon. Living through this and surviving this helped me start to restore the confidence in my body again and also realise that a lot of my fears about weight gain were quite catastrophic and not really very realistic. So what else helps? So obviously, if you're trying to avoid purging, working backwards, you're trying to avoid binging. So you're wanting to stabilize your body's physiology. So you're wanting to eat regularly, eat enough, eat a range of foods, holding your weight at a place where your body is happy. And if you don't do this, you're always going to be vulnerable to overeating or binge eating. And then, of course, purging. So the final key in the puzzle for me was dealing with the emotional coping that purging gave me. So eating and purging was a coping strategy for me to deal with negative emotions rather than deal with them in a healthy way or purge them out. Trying to please everyone and having no boundaries. Again, purging became a way of venting the frustration and resentment rather than laying down healthy limits. Burning myself out through overwork and not having enough rest and relaxation, binging and purging became a shortcut to trying to give myself these things. Now, for me, therapy was the main thing that kind of really helped get me out of this slowly and little by little. 
But the good news is you don't have to have yourself emotionally sorted to stop purging. You know, for me, the emotional side of coping has been something I continue and continue to work on many years after the last purge. So you don't feel that you have to have all those kind of coping strategies all completely in place before you're able to stop. That's not true. But at least having some awareness and beginning to work on these issues was a huge help in stopping purging. Unless I had other ways to manage my emotions, purging would always be a fallback strategy. So, I hope you found this to be a helpful insight into this often secretive and shameful behaviour. And I hope you've gained more understanding and knowledge. And I hope that's given you some reflections and thoughts about whether you are ready to stop purging. So do share any thoughts or tips on how you've stopped purging or anything that's helping as you walk this recovery path. Thank you again for listening. I do appreciate every one of you who is tuning in every week to these podcasts. And if you're not following me already, do seek me out on Instagram at Food Freedom Coach. And for regular tips and insights into overcoming disordered eating, do sign up for my weekly articles on my blog page at foodfreedomcoach.co.uk. Thank you so much for listening and I look forward to sharing another podcast episode with you very soon.